This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. Jackie Cation is the guest. She's great. She's really fun to talk to. I saw her a few days ago. Well, now it's more than a few days ago, but recently have a killer set at the Just for Last Festival in uh, Montreal. I was excited to talk to her about that. Let's talk about uh, what's going on with me a little bit, and then we'll get into it. This weekend, August 12th and 13th, I'll be in San Francisco at Cobb's doing four shows. Also, I should say August 12th, the uh, album version of my crowd work tour special is out on iTunes and Amazon and other places like that, if you're into audio as opposed to video. You can buy it as an album. Pretty exciting. You can buy Todd Berry Podcast t-shirts by going to toddberry.com forward slash shirt. That's a forward slash, right? Is that what you call it? Or just a, you know at it. You know what I'm talking about. Slash shirt. Other tour dates, August 25th, I'll be at Dante's, Dante's in Portland, Oregon, September 17th, I'll be in Ames, Iowa. Never been there at the Maximum Ames Festival. September 22nd through the 27th, I think. <laughs> I'll be at uh, Just for Laughs in Toronto. 28th, I'll be at the YYC Comedy Festival in Calgary. So go to toddberry.com for those dates. Go to feralaudio.com for all their podcasts. They have a lot of good ones. And if you want to uh, donate to the artists, there's a way of doing it without actually donating. You just click on Support Our Artists. It goes to an Amazon page, and whatever you're going to buy on Amazon, shaving cream, uh, external hard drive, printer, stuff like that, anything really, that's for you to decide. Uh, you can do it through this link, and the money will go, a percentage of it will go to the podcasters. And uh, what else is there? I think that's it. So here is Jackie Cation. Okay. Yeah, you just met a puppy, you said. I met a puppy. It fixed almost everything. A two-month-old black lab. Really? Yeah, it was one of the greatest moments of my life, quite honestly. It was really, it jumped on me. It licked my face. It's really all I'm looking for. Where was this just out? Just in your foyer. In my foyer? Okay. In, in, in your entry area. That's interesting, because mm -hmm. last night my, uh, my girlfriend brought over her cat. I had a cat in here. At this you had part. a cat, a visiting cat? Yeah, a little, fl that? little fluffy 
adorable cat. What kind of cat? Just I a- forgot she told me. I should know. It's one of these, uh, I don't know what it is. Not like a foo-foo cat. Let's call it a rescue. And then you yeah, don't have to know. Then yeah, you don't have to know. It's a rescue. That co- it cost $150,000, but it was, it was a rescue. But uh, I'm offering uh, the guy in front, who lives in front of my 7-Eleven. You can rescue him, too. He's a little twitchy. He's going to take some. I love that you have your own 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Things are going well, Todd. <laughs> Things are going well. That would be cool well. if you actually owned a 7-Eleven, and I just had never known that. <laughs> you know, Mike Nesmith. You know, when you look at, like, how people made their money, uh-huh. it's, uh, um, I forget, like, somebody somebody invented, like, the big Pen. Who knows what they did? Right. My, one of my brothers loves finding out how people made their money. Uh-huh. Like, they're artists and they're, and they're actors and whatever. Oh, like Lyle Wagoner. You know what uh, yeah, Lyle Wagoner yeah, yeah. yeah, so Lyle Wagoner made all of his money. Everyone under 50 just shut their... <laughs> well, Stop listening. Right, Lyle Wagoner was a haircut that was on the love boat a lot. Right, and, and he was like this handsome guy. Yeah, he was a very wavy hair, 1970s yeah. dude. He made all of his money because he invented the trailer. I'm going to my trailer! Seriously? Yeah, Star Wagons. That's him, Lyle Wagoner. Seriously? Really? Yes. That sounds like a bullshit story. It And yet... It is not. It I just only can't believe the like trailers didn't exist before Lyle Wagner. They did. The, uh, it was random. It was. It was his. Is uh, maybe they existed. Maybe you're right. But uh, he has the. He's the biggest name in Star trailers. Is I guess what I'm saying. I'm gonna go on Snopes and see if that's bullshit. Please do. Did you know that there's people who don't believe in Snopes? That they think. Yeah, that- I, I guess people. Yeah, I, I was as I thought about it, like, well, maybe Snopes isn't accurate either. <laughs> It's like factcheck.org. Are they accurate? They, they might be. But. Someone should be. I mean, at some point, you have to believe. Right. You have to go, all right, this is, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to commit to this one. I'm going to say factcheck.org because they slam both parties might be accurate. As does Snopes. Snopes. Snopes is like, uh, you're wrong. Uh, Did you ever have Trump anyone tell you a babies. story on, and then you look it up on Snopes? I uh, yes, every every uh, distant relative of mine. It's exciting. I had someone once tell me some story about finding something in Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. I was like, something like pus or something. I go, right. you know, sounds like an urban legend. No, it happened to a friend and she won a million dollars. It's like <laughs> it was like a million. Okay, and uh, and then uh, so then I looked it up and I found basically the exact story on Snope. Yeah, and then he said, well, I think I found it on Snope. She's like, well, I mean, that doesn't really explain the million dollars. Yeah, it does. She lied about that as well. Right. Turns out, <laughs> right, she doesn't have a million dollars. She didn't get a million dollars from Kentucky Fried Chicken because she uh, found pus in a, oh my God. You know, my stepmother, uh, the last time she went to Kentucky Fried Chicken was in, uh, I don't know, the 1700s and uh-huh. when I was a child. And she came home, she said, we're, uh, I, th- I said, I thought we were having Kentucky Fried Chicken. And she said, we will never have Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore because the woman was taking the chicken out of the thing and then licking her own finger. Oh, my God. Yeah. She said, we're done going to, at the very least, that Kentucky Fried Chicken. There is a restaurant in roughly in this neighborhood that I used to live really close to. I still live close to it, but I, that where they're so nice there, and it's just a place you want to eat at, but yeah. they're like grabbing money, grabbing your bread, like no oh, gloves on, no and, gloves. and you're just like, oh, my God, this is, if your hands were clean, I'd be bummed out at how much you're touching my food. <laughs> You know, just like, I know because oh. it's we, it is weird. I I always I always think, am I building an immune system? Where's the line? I think that would be the line. You have to not touch my food after you've touched money. Right. Money is too gross. Right. Both symbolically, 
and physically. <laughs> that's, that was, that's how I was bought it, symbolically. <laughs> that's hey, man, it's I... not about money, even though you're a restaurant that charges for your food. Uh, right, it's about money. I'm, I'm hippy-dippy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's about the big picture, man. So, so uh, do you I... ever tell people who I am, Todd Berry? What do you mean? Like, we haven't introduced me at all. I'm just Oh, you're here. Jackie. Yeah, I will. Right. I, do, I will record an intro. No. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's that's not fair a fl- enough. It's not a flub. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it's a real glad, thing, Jackie. I'm it's not my ad- first time. I'm glad you addressed that, because I wouldn't want that in your head the whole time. I know. Oh, that would be so no, weird. No, I'm doing People so don't... interesting, and no one fucking knows who I am. Nobody has any clue that they can find me hiding on Snapchat. That's <laughs> where I'm hiding. That's where I'm hiding social media-wise. Snapchat? I do Snapchat because uh, it's funny faces. I don't, I haven't, that's the one, like, I dive pretty heavily into, like, uh, the rest definitely of it? Twitter and a little bit, and Facebook and a little Instagram. Insta? But it's Snapchat, I've just, uh, I've just not quite. No, I got cousins that are following I, me. I feel like it's a, a young person's game. Uh, it used to be all dick pics. I got my first, uh, I, I posted my first dick pic. It was a statue with a guy who had his uh, his business out. and uh, But that was my first dick like pic. Like a classic statue? Yeah, just a classic <laughs> statue. Just, it actually wasn't even classic. It was uh, it was a, it was modern art. A modern dick pic? Yeah, it was weird. It was a guy in front of the Hyatt in Montreal uh-huh. climbing a chair. There's a statue of a guy climbing a chair. Uh-huh. And his dick's out? And his dick's out. So I was like, wow, it's a dick pic, you guys. Maybe his pants are on that chair. <laughs> The pants are underneath the chair, not pictured. You put them on top of that chair and just going to go grab them. And then that's when the sculptor started working. Right. You, uh, I saw you in Montreal. You tore it up. Oh, yeah? With, in front of Maria. in front of oh, Maria. In front of Maria. You, saw that, oh, you saw that show. Was that just one show? That was just, uh, no, no, there were two shows. Did you see the Thursday or the Friday? <laughs> Pardon me while I oh, go all stand-up uh, comedy on you. I don't remember which one it was. Okay, well, it might have been an earlier one. Because I wasn't as happy. I think I s- you saw the earlier one. I was happier with the second one. Really? Honestly, yeah. That's a, that's um, the way the media takes say, compliments. Right. I was gonna say. I was gonna. Why don't I just say thank you very much and right. keep moving? No, it was really good. And and uh, her audiences are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I I imagine that. Yeah. They and, what they want you to do is they they don't care what you talk about. They don't want you to be mean. I mean, because mm-hmm. they're Maria Bamford fans. Yeah. But they they are cool with how weird it gets or how dark it gets. Yeah, and they and they're willing to sit through it and wait for some payoff. So it's kind of great. That was also a that was a nice venue. Like it was, oh, it was laid out. How how big was it? Like twelve hundred or something? Yeah, it was big. It was really big, and it, it was, was packed. Full. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. And then we did a show here. I've been following Maria around for about a year and a uh-huh. half now, and I'm like, I am on board. You you may take me as far up the ladder as you are going. Uh, I will ride your coattails. You can put me off in the middle if you need to. But uh, it we were we did a thing called the PlayStation Theater in Times Square. Oh, that used to be uh, I think the Best Buy. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it was. <laughs> it was. It only it seated about 600. Yeah. And it was sold out. When did you do that? Uh, s- Saturday night. Okay. This last Saturday. I don't even know what day it is. Today's, well, today's t- Tuesday. Oh, my God. It feels like yeah. next Saturday, quite yeah. honestly. And um, But the, here's the weird story about the PlayStation Theater. They don't let you bring any pills in that you don't have a prescription for in a prescription bottle with your name on them that are connected to that match your ID. So they're going through bags, but they're not going through bags for guns or, or money. I don't know what That's they're... That's invasive. I th- believe it's against the ADA, the American Disabilities Act, because yeah. six people got turned away because it's Maria Bamford's audience. Almost everyone's on meds. 
It's also yeah. It's like oh, I have to reveal my medication to a bouncer. Right. It's not. Yeah, that's got. That's weird. Yes. How do they find? It seems like it'd be easier to hide the pills though. I don't know. You could just eat them all, I guess. I mean, it's not like sock or something. I'm uncertain. Some guy told me they made him throw away an open bag of Reese's pieces. So I was like, I don't know if he was kidding. What kind but. of shit doctor does he have? <laughs> or a great doctor? That's the craziest doctor in the world. But that seems so that that's nuts. Because what nuts. if you just want to? You know, there's many pills that you might legally and need. Yeah. And also you grab like, one and you put it in your pocket. Right. You like grab I have to one take my high blood pressure medication before or my, I eat. Right. Or something. Right, or yeah. whatever it is. And you know, your heart. <laughs> Whatever those, what, what if you had one of those Monday through Friday little dispensers that doesn't have your name on it unless you, you're so, going to camp and right. you're putting it out with a Sharpie. Yeah, it's just like no, no one walks around with their prescription yeah. revealed in their backpack, I don't think. Right. That's right. nuts. It was weird. See, now I'm angry. Right, right. As was Maria. She was like, hey, uh, get a refund from them and if they don't refund you, email me. And I was like, well, that's going to open up a whole uh, yeah, I might email chicken. Her on that I one. might email her. Just Hi, say. my name's uh, Susan. <laughs> I, they took my uh, Zoloft from Can me. Can you send me $35? I had 15 tickets to see you. <laughs> $35? You can, don't worry about the service fee. You just pay me for 15 tickets. Here you go. Sorry. That was a bullshit rule that was. Ooh, I just made some money. Do you, um, let me ask you, this is a controversial question. Oh, that's it. That's what podcasts are for. I open for like Louie and I've opened for other people. Is there any part of you, do you ever go, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this? Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Not in a shitty way. Not in a shitty way because I also open sometimes for Regan, Brian Regan. Oh, do you? Yeah. He's great too. Yeah, he's great. I mean, you get to, that's, I mean, when you get to work with someone like like Maria or Regan or or Louis C.K. or whatever, And you get to watch their hour uh-huh. like four times. I know. That's a, it's a learning experience. It is. It's, yeah. And it's worth to some extent. There is a, and Maria is aware that I, you know, because I, I don't have a filter. So. Um, oh, that's what, perfect for this podcast. So, but she knows that because it's, you get ignored as the opener. And you think, oh, is this, am I going to be. Like 30 years later, I opened for Carlin and I can't get work and he died because nobody knows who the hell I am. Right. Right. So I have to, it's an important, it's a new question that I'm actually working on, which is balancing, making sure I have enough of my weeks. Of your own headlining dates. Of my own headlining right. dates to make sure everyone still gives a shit. I think that's, that's the way to go. It's smart. I mean, that's the, the thinking because otherwise. But the money's so much better when you. Because I've had, yeah, I've had instances where like, I, I, I shouldn't do this anymore. And then Louis, he said, hey, you want to open for me? the Kennedy Center in yeah yeah I do. yeah I'm probably not playing there anytime soon myself <laughs> so yeah for this money and I uh-huh. take a private jet with you and then right. get a gigantic hotel room I Regan's mean, that, got a bus yeah it's sweet it's pretty nice right and he's a really nice guy too. oh he's the nicest guy but I he, he had me open for him the week after the uh, Oscars in that space the Dolby oh really yeah in front of just 3,500 haircuts like 3,500 of the shiniest LA people who i know were staring at regan going why doesn't he like us because you know like he's not he's not famous famous brian regan and well he ought to be but i'm sure that they're all just sitting there going i bet you he doesn't like us that's why he's not doing a tv show where where he has probably and i don't know and this is all speculative fiction on my part but i'm sure he has a committee meeting going why won't they give me a sitcom or why won't they? And and then he just wants to do stand up anyway. I think he kind of really just likes doing stand up. Who doesn't? It is weird because he is a guy who he's he's sort of like famous, but outside, sort of outside the system, yet more successful than ninety nine point nine nine percent of yeah. people who are doing that. Mm-hmm. And 
respected, like mad you know, respected. hipsters like them. Across uh, the board. Across like you can born nine year olds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of amazing. It it it's it is amazing. But it's, he is he does elicit some laughter that is just like some of my biggest laughing at a comedian has been oh, from watching him. It's I had to turn down a gig with him. I I had it. I had to cancel my first ever gig because uh, I had a, a medical emergency, uh-huh. a minor surgery that I over, of course, assumed was major, and yeah. it was a big deal to me. So, but it was. It turned out it was fine. But um, the I had to turn down work at, at for the first time ever. And it was a weekend with him, and I had been really looking forward to it because the guy writes like ten new minutes yeah. every four. And he or five writes months. it on stage in like opera houses in front of twelve hundred right. people. That's his two hundred room right. person. Yeah, he doesn't really do the clubs. He doesn't do the clubs, and so it's a twelve. The smallest room he's doing is a twelve hundred seat theater. Those Fox theaters. Yeah, and that's his. That's his workout space. Right, and you're like, oh, I just want to watch that for days. It's so good, and watching Maria. Yeah, she's. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And before we go on stage, she'll say, you know, like, she's like, what's your vision for this this set? Do you want to do all new stuff? Let's do all new stuff. Talking to herself? To me. Oh. No, no, we're having a conversation like people. And uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't sure if she was <laughs> right. doing sort of a No, she was also a, a talking to you. Oh, right. Type. Well, it was, we're talking to each yeah. other, but also to herself, no doubt. She was like, what, I kind of want to do a lot of new stuff. Do you want to do a lot of new so stuff? how does she... See, I... I she did do a lot of new stuff, I think, with the night I saw her. But I also like, I don't, you know, I never go on stage with like notes. Yeah. But and neither did she. It didn't. No. Nope. But how do you just suddenly like, hey, I'm gonna find a way to work in this twenty minutes. This weird twenty I guess minute you, chunk. If you just, pro, if you just, I mean, I memorize shit, but I guess. I'll you tell you, about two months ago, I opened for her, and I did bring up a set list uh-huh. because I was working on this new thing, right. and I was like, and my mind is going. My my uh, my memory. I'm going through middle aged oh, lady time. Yeah, and so uh, I'm like, oh well, I'm fucked. Wait, hey, did I take my set list out the night you saw me? No, you didn't. Okay, well then maybe you saw the Friday. I'm still thinking about which. Now I'm obsessed. Which one now? Because I'm sort of an obsessive detail guy that mm, I, I'm now too. thinking which show did I, I think it was Friday. What did I think I it was the Friday. Probably was a Friday. Because yeah, the Thursday I actually took my set list out and I said, how ironic that the next bit is about perimenopause. I don't think and, I don't think you took because I watched you beginning to end. Right, the whole thirty. That or was 20. it. Was we almost didn't get in, man. Like I, I oh. kind of got a little not tooed, but I was a little like. Uh, I got I was in line, and then it's like, yeah, you can't come in. I go, okay, I'm I'm in this festival. Yeah, yeah there's people ahead of you. Oh, like okay, I would think no one would be ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly. I mean, not to be a shithead, but it's like I, I. But I'll tell you something. Once you get, I was talking to Marie about this and. I was talking to everybody about this, which is it only takes one time to stay at the Ritz-Carlton to think that you deserve the Ritz-Carlton. Right. And you that's why I genuinely like Brian Regan so much is that I've never seen anyone work to stay grounded mm-hmm. and polite to everyone around him right. and thoughtful because he could very easily just sort of because he's got a tour manager and mm-hmm. he's got people that are running in front of him yeah. just to make sure things like because if you're doing a, a, a 7,000 seat theater yeah. you can't do a meet and greet you, you just can't and people bring their but if he runs into a pile of people he does stop and talk to them and sign things yeah. and take pictures but it would be days later yeah i went i went and saw sarah while i was there sarah oh, and, yeah. and there were people outside and they were like you know there's some people outside and she's like so what you know yeah. you know because there wasn't like a thousand of them just, right. she's like yeah why 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 not say hi to these people yeah yeah if the people have waited that's what maria's thing too yeah. she's like if they're willing to wait a half an hour yeah yes yeah, it's a, but you know, mostly you bleed off the ninety percent of the people who are like, 
Oh, she's not coming right out? No, I'm going to go home then. And uh, Yeah, I mean, but back to the uh, okay. just for last thing. Yeah. Is that I, just to clear, clar- clarify. Please no, clarify. I, I kind of like, I was a little like confused and I was kind of talking like, really, I can't? And I felt like, all right, now I'm approaching being not a jerk, but I, I, I'm real. I'm like, all right, it's not her role. And I wasn't yelling or being right. abusive. And then I kind of started joking with her, and she was laughing. And then we ended up getting in. But it was yeah. the thing where – and I also realized maybe it is such a big festival that they can't just let every performer in. Right. And and, and who knows who else, you know, like it was – Right. Yeah, you never know. I guess there's these people who buy these whatever platinum passes. Oh, right, for a billion dollars. Yeah, that's the whole – that is a thing that that you have to honor because they're money making events. Right. My fa- my That's favorite. That's my apology to the Just for Laughs Festival for any inconvenience. <laughs> but I please continue to book us Just for Laughs <laughs> Festival. And uh, yeah, there's a certain point where I I I, I want I want to be nice to everybody, uh-huh. but I want also to be kind of respected, which is that 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 thing we were talking about earlier. Where, where you're like, well, do I open for bigger names? Will I ever get, will I be respected for me, you know, right. or whatever? And you just kind of have to, what what I've, finding that balance and picking and choosing that whole thing has been really hard for me lately because I'm like, well, I need to, I need to stand up for the little guy. You know how like, because now I do get to headline mm-hmm. good clubs and, and get paid fair. And so when some of the young comics from Minneapolis call me and they're like, Hey, so what do you think? It's $900 for the week, no air, and I have to stay in a condo. And I'm like, uh, where, where is it? Yeah, like you and, want to get you want that gig for yourself? No, no, I don't oh. want that. I want to be supportive. Because uh-huh. when I started out, that, I took those gigs, right? Right. And then you're like, no, it should at least be 1200 and you should get a hotel. And then... It would depend on who the person is who's... Right, right. At what level they are. Yeah. Entirely at what level. Because there's so many different levels. And we don't have a union. Right. And so I just, I also want to use my powers for good at this point. You know, like if I have any, uh-huh. which I don't. I don't have a great, like I can't even bring my own feature. So. Really? Yeah, I probably could if I, if I hard, if I, if I wanted a strong arm. I but think I you just got to sort of, I think there's a lot of things that you can get by just Ask, asking. Yeah. Um, hey, can, you know, can I bring my feature? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's—I've never understood that. Where, like, where, like, yeah, you can't bring your own opening act. We need to book it. Oh, you don't think I'm going to book someone? You think I'm going to book someone <laughs> shitty to make me look bad, and they're going to bum out your crowd? Whoa! <laughs> I just lowered my chair just a lot, my, but my, I was too high. <laughs> but now I might be. No too one's ever low. lowered. Yeah, you're a little low in there. It's my shitty eighty-dollar Staples. Oh, this is chair. perfect one. And this I give is... you the good chair too. Oh, did I get the good one? That's pretty um, sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't mind someone asking me advice or about something. It's, no, no, it's just it's, well, if I have any, you know, I would. You know how you, you uh, the unwritten rule of stand-up comedy: never unsolicited advice is the worst, right? When when someone gets off stage and you're like, you know what, I think you ought to be doing. Do you ever do that though? Do you? I've never. I've, I was told very early not to. The only time I'll do that is, and I don't do it a lot, is if if I either it's a friend and I go, I thought of something, yes. or if it's someone who's like. Maybe so new that I assume they don't know that they might like if I have a thought about something they said, like I'm only going to say something if it's good. Oh, that's like, yeah. hey, man, if you want to hear this, I had a thought about something. you just Oh, said. tagging. Yeah, oh, or something like that. I, I mean, that rarely happens. I don't but. have a problem with tagging. And I but you always introduce that thing by saying, take or leave it. Yeah, I just had a thought. Yeah. And then you say it and then they go, 
I know. And, and they go off and they might like it. The first time I ever got one was Larry Miller. Oh. I tagged a Larry Miller joke in 93, I think it was. And um, and he uh, he did it, got a laugh, and he pointed at me in the audience. So oh, cool. I felt re- I, I oh, was that's great. I love Larry Miller. Yeah, Who doesn't funny. love Larry Miller? But I had that happen with uh, years ago, actually with Seinfeld, like... Was, I saw him in the back of the room when I was yeah. on at Catch, one of the times that I was able to get on at Catch Rising Star. Mm-hmm. This has got to be over 20 years ago. And then he started walking towards me, and I was like, oh, fuck. What I must have done one of his jokes. And then he, he, he goes, hey, that joke you did about the didn't you ever thought about that? I was like, holy shit. Then I, and then I had this delusional feeling like, <laughs> well, I guess uh, I conquered New York. Seinfeld's <laughs> coming up and we're talking shop with me. And then it's like, you know, a million shitty experiences after that. But right. also mm-hmm. ones that I deserved, probably. Well, it's, that's a gold, gold star day. That's yeah. what that is. It just means it was a good one. Right. It's not. But of course, it goes to your head, and then uh, your head is uh, deflated immediately. Because I remember I talked to Mario Joyner. You know Mario Joyner? Uh, I know his yeah, name. Yeah. I don't know. Because I told him what happened. I go, that's a good sign, right? And he just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, it's a good sign. No, sure. It's not a bad sign, but it's not. Exactly. It's not like, you know. It's not going to change your life. I'm going to take you under my wing and make you famous. But it was certainly flattering. Yes. The, but also, you, I, I bet you get a lot of new fans from opening for Maria. Oh my gosh, I really do. I get, I get, I get a lot of new fans from opening for both of those guys, right, fancy yeah, wise, yeah. and then, uh, and then I, I get fans from, from podcast. I never thought I would have my own fans. It's really nice having your own fans. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, because people are nice. <laughs> they really like what you do. Right. It changes the way. Like what you what you give yourself permission to do almost right because you have fans. You shoot higher, and you also yeah. It's it eliminates. It eliminates some of, I mean, depending on the venue you play, but it eliminates a lot of the, how did they get in here kind of thing. Oh, right, right. Where you're just like, all right, I got this core group of 150 people who showed up in Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. And they're polite and they're smart and let's do this. And they wanted to see right. me. Right. And right, Maria's only doing, uh, in clubs, she's only doing Tuesday, Wednesdays. Yeah, that's smart. It's really smart because then people have to come out on a school night. They want to see her. It's right. not just some banana head who's wandered in on a weekend. Uh-huh. So, are you the only person she uses as an opener? So far, so far. The, and if I can't do it, she'll try. It. She did this one great thing. She, I think she was in, might have been Milwaukee, but she couldn't. I couldn't do it, and so she said, "Who are the?" Or it might have been Philly, but she, it was. You, uh, I can't do it. Oh, Anybody she tweeted, online? Right? Yeah, she tweeted. Yeah, Who wants that. to I was open? Like, Man, you're opening up Pandora's box there. She watched like a hundred videos. Did she really? And she picked like four uh, young women comics to all do tens or or three or something like that. Oh, that's nice. It was really nice, and she, you know, she paid them, and they got to open for, her and they got to meet her, and they got to come to the show. And that's great. They did a nice venue, and it was incredibly thoughtful because. I wouldn't do that. I would just uh, call a comic who lived there and say, who do you know? <laughs> Can I get somebody local? Yeah I, yeah, I wouldn't go full on online because I feel like that would just invite a lot of people who might it's too not much, be in the running. Not, not be in the running or a lot of work. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah I have no interest in watching 100. I'm right. so sorry. I don't even watch. My buddy Steve started doing stand-up, a friend of my husband's. Uh-huh. Two years ago, he started doing stand-up, and he's really, really funny. Uh-huh. And he was always funny. And he said, I'm going to start doing stand-up. I was like, you do it. And then so he did open mic, and he emailed me, uh, and he said, hey, I, I put my first setup on YouTube. Will you watch it? And I said, I'm going to do us both a favor. T- take it down. Take it down. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, he put it, he made it private, and he's been doing it now for two years, and he said, yeah, that was, that that would have been an, I, I shouldn't have. And I was like, 
you yeah. can't know until you know. Right. And also, I mean, uh, it's probably not going to go like wildfire that his first. But it's also right. like, hey, it, just because you have a camera. Yeah. And there's YouTube. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to post your first ever set on YouTube. It'd be a good thing like after 10 years from now, if he's famous. To go, yes. Hey, here's the first time I was ever on stage. I would. Uh, it would be brutal, but I would kind of like to see my first time oh, on yeah, stage. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Where was it? Was it in Minneapolis? Madison, Wisconsin, uh, at a club owned by Sam Kinison's brother, Bill. What was that called? Uh, the Comedy Cellar, weirdly really? enough. Yeah, it was underneath uh, a Coke front called the State Street Infirmary. It was a pool hall <laughs> on State Street. <laughs> That's, I love that it's a front for Coke and it's infirmary, isn't it? It's, it's in the name. Oh, yeah. So it was a like a pain clinic or something? No, or? no, it was a pool hall. Called the infirmary. Called just the coincidentally infirmary. called yeah. the infirmary. Oh, it was just, it was a, it was a golden age. It was a place where you could give up. And just go and do shots and coke and uh-huh. call it a day. How long was that club around? Eight months and then it burned down. So that, how long ago was that? Uh, 84, 85. Really? Yeah. So you've been doing comedy longer than I have. Well, I count the 80s as one year. I wouldn't. I mean, uh, I'm just not saying like, uh, I, I mean, it, it, well, I, 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 I use I it sometimes. That. I just feel like I've been right. doing it longer than anyone in the world. Well, that's what I feel like sometimes. But, uh, you know, like sometimes you'll talk to guys who are like, well, you know, I was doing it in the 80s. And that's when I'll bring up 84, 85. Uh-huh. Uh, but for everybody else in the world, I'm like, I just counted as one year because I did it every night for eight months. The club burned down. Uh-huh. And then that was in 85 or 86 that it burned down. And then I grad- and then and, and then I didn't uh, do stand up. I just did open mics until 90. And okay. when I moved to Minneapolis. And where did you start working there? Well, that was uh, Tom Hansen, uh, Scott Hansen, uh, the comedy uh, gallery. In, he had oh, five I comedy galleries. That. in the. There's none of them left, right? No, 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 it's all gone. And there's Acme now. Now there's Acme. Is and Acme then, in, in, having, in trouble or something? Well, they were, uh, you know, there's, there was gonna there's be... a housing shortage yeah. in Minneapolis, so they're building condos or something on his parking lot, the mm. parking lot that he was using. So he... Uh, he was like, hey, that'd be great if you didn't, because he's in that, the Itasca building is a historical landmark. Mm-hmm. So they can't do anything. Like, they can't look like put a rooftop parking lot on top of it. It's a historical landmark. Right. And Oh, I see what you're saying. So there's nowhere to park, and it's Minneapolis, so it's 100 million degrees below zero. And so he thinks he's going to have, and so he took it to the city council, and he got a lot of great publicity out of it, which uh, I think... Should help him find a new place. Oh, he has to move. I think he'll have to move, yeah. Because wow. it, it didn't work. That's a good club. Yeah. Um, All right. What, uh, how long were you in Minneapolis? Uh, six, seven years. And that's where you met Maria? That's where, yeah, Maria and I have started out, uh, she started out, I think, in 92. And that's when I met her. It's great that she's um, gotten out of, because I know, I've, you know, I know that she's done places that... It's like they're probably like you watch her in, in front of her crowd. Yeah. And sometimes you go, man, this is the type of thing that the wrong crowd like that's for everyone. But it's, oh, right. it's such smart, weird shit. That... Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we did Erie, Indiana, uh-huh. uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Remember that? Oh, the clean club. Yeah. The clean club that yeah. nobody told us was clean. Right. I... And the first show starts at like 630. And uh, so we show up and we walk in the room and the door guy says, did they tell you that it's there's no swearing? And we looked at each other and we're like, no. And that was, well, I think it was a Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. And um, so Maria goes up and her first four minutes is just her saying fuck. Oh, good for She's her. She's like, you know, they told me that I'm not supposed to swear. And I fucking am overwhelmed by a desire to fucking just swear. Cunt. Just, and it just went on. Did the crowd, was the crowd into it? Nope. No, oh, no. Um, no, she ate it uh, for five shows. And um, 
her, her, some of her crowd came to see it, but some of the crowd, it was the first year that they were trying to mix it up a little bit. And what do you mean to mix it up? Like, well, that like changed, uh, they'd had the same comics come oh, okay. for like 15 years. Yeah. And so they just tried to expand the roster and like Bill Dwyer had just been there. Yeah. And, um, so by Saturday there had been plenty of walkouts and there had been plenty of people who were on board, uh-huh. but it was, it was running neck and neck. Was she doing the fuck thing every night? No. Okay. Just okay. did it the one night. All right. And, she, and then it was fine. Yeah. And, uh, cause she doesn't swear anyway. Right, right. <laughs> So, I don't think of her as a dirty act. Yeah. And so the, um, the, but by, so the, on like Thursday, I think it was, or Friday, the, the owner, it's a couple and the guy comes up to me and he goes, yeah, you know, it's been a hard week for Maria. And I said, yeah, yeah. I think she's, her brain's attached to the rest of her. She gets it. And he goes, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but we've had some walkouts. And I said, probably the best not to say anything. Because yeah. it's not going to change anything. They're not going to walk back in. <laughs> and hand you $7. Show's, show's open. <laughs> and, uh, but Saturday, his wife came, the other owner. Uh-huh. And she went up to Maria after the first show and just laid into her. The, uh, you know, it's all week. It's been bad. And all week, it's been this and that. And Maria sometimes forgets to eat. Uh-huh. And so she was like, she just had a small meltdown. And she's like, oh, well, I don't have to do the second show. It's okay. We can just go. And um, and the woman's like, well, no, no I don't no, mean just that. Just become a new comic. Just become a different comic. And the woman actually said, you know, we saw all these recordings of yours from, like, uh, that great bit that you did about offices. And Maria had been diving deeper and deeper into the vault all uh-huh. week uh-huh. in just wandering around looking for a size eight and a half that someone might be into. Right. You guys, you want a blue polo shirt? What can I get from the top roaring? You know, and they liked... None of it. You know, it was like hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss. And so Saturday, so she comes up to me after this woman had talked to her and she said, will you close the second show yeah, no. Saturday? And I said, no, no. I mean, I'll do whatever you want, but what do you, what happened? And, and she said, seriously, I just want to do 30 and get out of here. And I said, I'll do whatever you want, Maria, but have you eaten? And she said, I had some candy at around four. <laughs> I was like, get some chicken wings yeah. and uh, and eat some Costco chicken wings or whatever they have here. And uh, and that it was better. But she had a yeah, good set, second show. And the audience was like, hey, we came to see you. Why did you feature? But uh, the owner of the club, and this talks back to your first uh, controversial question, because the woman lady, <laughs> she said to me, do you have 45 minutes? Right. And I said, you aren't good at this at all. No. And, uh, yeah, I've got 45 minutes. It's going to be fine. I remember a guy, a security guard, who was perfectly nice. Uh, when I was opening for Louie, I walked by him. He's like, hey, that was good. He goes, hey, paying your dues, huh? Yeah, for the past 25 years. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> thanks for. And then I started uh, rattling off my credits. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. What the fuck right, do you think of that? Because he's a nice guy, but no, he, he, was he not, just doesn't know. Right. He was not a jerk at all. And he, but, doesn't, he doesn't know that he's just lighting me on fire. Right. right? He's just like, if you could just throw gasoline yeah. on, on, on my own problems. It would be asking too much to, for him to know that. Yes. It would be expecting too much that I wouldn't know if I wasn't in the comedy business. Right. Exactly. So. What brings you to New York? Well, I did the. Sh- I like to come to New York once a year, and I've been. It's been a year and a half actually. So I'm just. I try to come and do as many sets as I can, and remind the bearded youth movement, which I think is over, uh, that I exist. You know, like the hipsters, yeah. the, the new generation of comics. Are you getting on everywhere? I'm getting on everywhere. Okay. I'm not getting on in all the clubs. I do all the cool kid kind of hipster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which ta- which means that I. It'd be like. 
I live in Los Angeles, right? It'd be like driving to Long Beach and then Malibu and then Silver Lake and then back to Westwood and then do a set down in Hermosa Beach. Mm-hmm. That's how every day the last three days have been. You're I've just, been you piling them on. Yeah, I'm piling them on, and I'm doing like I did a thing at XM Sirius yesterday, and I'm, I've been also I've got a couple of friends from college who live here, and my nephew, and my brother's coming tomorrow. So I, every day is uh, an exciting fun-filled day of, of how long are you gonna be here just till sunday oh wow yeah and you stay at a hotel huh i not usually uh rockefeller over here decided uh because i booked it and i thought i had a place to stay and it fell, fell through mm-hmm. and then so i was like uh i need to stay in a hotel now i'm an adult i can't sleep on my friend's couch her and her boyfriend yeah, and they have a dog and a cat and at some point in L.A., I became a guy like, I'm just going to get a hotel. I mean, yeah. I have people with nice places to stay, and I just like, I feel like I'm still on someone's house. But Right, right. But, you know, I've also had guests. Oh, someone let me stay in their guest house. Like, oh, this is pretty nice. This guest pretty house good. is fine. Yeah. Even guest room, if we're close enough, yeah. and they know that I'm going to just kind of fuck off. Right. Um, but for the most part, I need to be able to come and go and hide. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I, I have the social skills of a comic. So it's not great. <laughs> New York's such expensive hotels. It's really expensive. I won't ask where you're staying, but I'll ask you off camera. Uh, a Hampton Inn. I'm not going to lie. Are you lie. really? Yeah. A free cup of waffle in the morning, which I never eat, but I like to be offered. See, the thing about a Hampton Inn, first of all, it's a solid chain. And it secondly, is. if you have, you're in a Hampton Inn in like Soho or some part of New York. Midtown, Midtown, Midtown. but east. Okay. East. Except that neighborhood. <laughs> if you're in like the Soho, <laughs> you're still like... It's a Hampton Inn, but it's you're still in a cool area, and it's, it's, and it's a comfortable cool. room. The room's probably it's, bigger than what you'd get at a boutique hotel. Oh, very much so. And uh, even though there isn't a, there's not a hotel in in New York. No, it's not true. I just did Two Dope Queens about a month and a half ago. Uh-huh. They, WNYC, this is um, it was a it was a festival. They flew me in. I did a, a set on the Two Dope Queens. Oh wow! Live pod, and um, but they put me up in a in a hotel in Soho that had a bathtub. Which, I was like, oh, my God. Which hotel was it? Soho I don't Grand? know. It was, uh, I don't know, but it, it was great. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly like boutique hotels. I no, like, I love boutique hotels. I love a Hampton Inn, man. Yeah, I mean. I genuinely do because it's free Wi-Fi. Right. Free hard-boiled egg if I'm willing to get up before 10. Yeah, I mean, I've stayed in Hampton Inns where you're like, oh, this room is bigger than my apartment. Right, <laughs> right. I, I probably there's wouldn't always be coffee. able to have this in New York because yeah. it would cost me $8,000 a day. And it was a pretty good price. I got it on Priceline, so. Did you bid or did you go? Uh, uh, it was, I tried to bid under, but then it just ended up being the same. So it was. How's your frequent flyer mile game? Oh, my frequent flyer mile game is off the hook. Really? What do you yeah. got? Yeah, Delta Platinum. Seriously? It is not Diamond, and I don't care, because that would mean I would never be home. What did, um, someone was telling me this strategy where people actually intentionally don't get Diamond. Don't try to get... Oh, fuck, really? How was... God, it made perfect sense when they told me. Well, they, they just try to keep it I just did a dork forest. Because it extends somehow. Oh, because okay. the miles roll over if you oh, have one. Is, if something, it's platinum, but if it's like, diamond, they don't. I or guess something? they would if they. Well, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't I, make sense. I have. But to maybe them. there's a game. I have to yeah. ask them about this, and then I'll get back. To, I'll re, we'll re-record please. this. Yes, please. So you're, you're platinum. I'm platinum. Delta. I do Delta and Southwest, but only I only started caring about the airline. I got late to the game. Late oh, to the yeah. game. I let you, every every guest. We talk about this pretty much. Oh, this is and Maria's mom is the one who got me into the Delta. She was like, "You should get the Delta Reserve card. It's an Amex Reserve card that's expensive, but you get into the Sky Club." 
Yeah. And so it's four fifty a year. Yeah, I which is not about cheap. That. But that's what I would spell. I I figure it's what I would spend on luggage for sure, and even though you get the luggage with the two hundred dollar one, and it what I would spend on uh, on coffee. Like I go in and I get a cup of coffee and I might get a fruit or whatever. They have a, a bunch of food or whatever, and there's no children, and it's just people lightly might be attended. Celebrities too. Uh, there might be. I saw a Bill Cosby one time. Seriously? Mm-hmm. In yeah. the Sky Lounge? Nope. He was just in the lounge. <laughs> I saw him at, a air, at the LAX one time, Damn. just sitting around, and people were coming up. It was about six years ago before he was outed as a horrible human. Right. And, um, but people were coming up, and he was just taking pictures. It might have been like Soap Dish, you know, like when uh, Sally Field and Soap Dish went to the mall. I don't know if you remember that. Um, no, but okay. I, I had a good lounge encounter. I may have talked about this. Vancouver Airport. Because I had I have gold on United, I have, oh. I have Star Alliance gold. Nice. Which, when you do an international flight, it gets you in the lounge. Like even if you're just flying from Montreal, right. I got in. But I'm at the little cookie table, and a woman walks over. Oh, it's Jane Fonda. What? Yeah, I was like, holy! That... I was there with uh, yeah, I was there with a couple other comics, Michael Che, and I forgot. Oh, and I think Cypher Sounds, and we we're kind of like. That's Jane Fonda, right? Uh, yep. And then, then uh, what's it? Ed Begley was with her. Okay. Um, well, you know, because she's not. Uh, she has that new show, isn't that her? Uh, with uh, with Lily Tomlin. Oh, I don't even know. The, on Netflix, it's Grace and. Oh. Okay. It, and Baron Vaughn plays their son. Oh, really? Yeah, Baron. Pl- oh, I like Vaughn. Baron. He plays one of their sons. He's a funny dude. Oh, he's such a great comic and on fire. You know, like he's you know he was doing a lot of acting, so he wasn't doing as much stand up. And oh. I saw him. In the last three months, I've seen him a bunch of times, and he's just, he just, he's spiked. You know, it's really great watching comics, because everybody's, you know, at, that I see is pretty funny. But there's plateaus, and then there's spikes, and then there's plateaus and stuff. And so it's always fun to watch somebody jump. Yeah. And and, and I'm not saying, I mean, Baron Vaughn's perfectly, I mean, he's at, at the same level I am. I, I don't mean that. But I was just, I, I like to, it was a bunch of new stuff that was great. Well, I'm going to backpedal. Keep booking yeah, me, that Baron is the Vaughn. Most at what? Backhanded compliment I've ever. <laughs> it was a weird one. I'm feeling for Baron right now because it's like, oh my gosh, you really. I'm going to call him. I'm going to tell him make sure he she knows. Put you through the ringer on that one. You didn't, didn't deserve it. I, didn't I know. I'm joking. I know. I'm joking. The uh, so, what do you? Are you here by yourself? Yeah. You can bring yeah. your husband. No, he's got a board game convention in Indianapolis this week. Gen Con. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, eighty thousand people all playing board games, and he's uh, he's pitching. He's got a tabletop board game, a tabletop RPG that he invented that's in beta testing. What? Whoa, whoa! Uh, yeah, these You're are all real language. words. Yeah, uh, RPG role playing game, kind of like D and D, Dungeons oh and Dragons. God. So he has invent. He's a game designer, right? Okay. So he makes video games, but as a hobby, uh, he only thinks about games. Uh, that's the rest. His entire life is thinking about game mechanics and games. So he's got two board games he's working on and this RPG. And so he's playtesting this role-playing game. This It's a, you make a character of a superhero with uh-huh. any superpowers you want. Yeah. And then uh, the, the dungeon master, the game master in this case, comes up with a scenario from from the rules. And it's all at theheroinstant.com. And what it is is it? I guess that's I guess, an ad for the I, hero I guess instant. We're doing Jackie's husband's plugs on my podcast. That'll be cut out. <laughs> That'll be cut out. Just cut that. No, right. I don't care. It's, what do you not? care? Um, but he's so he's in Indianapolis. I tried to get booked at Crackers this week to save a twig on uh, on on hotel. Is it rough for you to be away? 
without him, or do you are you would you be when you're walking around New York? Are you like, hey, I'm great, or would you be like, oh, I wish he was here? So. It'd be great if he was here. Um, last time I was here, he came, but I was here for three weeks last time. Really? Yeah, I I subletted an apartment and did and I and I didn't do three sets a night like a crazy person. And you guys, you really met on OKCupid? I think you mentioned that we met on Match. It wasn't Match. It was a. Uh, it was on. Uh, it was before Match.com, but essentially would have been Match.com. Nerve. It was, he was on Nerve. I was on The Onion. The Onion. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that The Onion, it oh, was an umbrella thing. Those are sort of cross path. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, it was what? an umbrella thing with LA Weekly and The Onion yeah, and Salon. Yeah, they all yeah, they, shared. Yeah, and that's how we met. Yeah. Wow. Well, this year will be our 10th anniversary. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so you're so. the first people to ever meet online. And the, exactly, it was. I used to do that joke too. I'd say I oh, met him you? online, and the audience would freeze up, like I mentioned porn in 1992, oh. Oh, like when, Bill oh. Hicks, you know. But um, now everybody's got an online dating. So story. you did the uh, you did the thing. You bat, you batter a few emails back and forth, and you go, you want to meet for coffee. Is that what yep. happens? Well, except for that, you know, I did it for probably two years mm -hmm. and I, what I would do is I would do three months on and then I'd have to take an emotional it's exhausting I don't I know I think so I don't, have you ever done online dating you know what I did years ago this and is, it was tiring I right? did uh, this is how old I am I did personal ads like oh on the paper yeah in the yeah, newspaper where you would get a letter from someone wow it's kind of exciting that is exciting but snail I mean, mail and I kind of didn't do it very long but I met some nice people I mean they're okay. not all it's not all weirdos there were no. some weirdos but yeah but pretty normal people yeah some people are just out there well maybe this will be something right just trying and they're nice enough people but i could i feel like with the online thing especially with like tinder and all that shit it's like you could having like you could line up like seven coffee dates a day or something and just like seems, you could it seems exhausting and then all that potential oh they like me but i don't like them or the other way around the other way around vice versa it can be either way and it is exhausting and so i would take some time off and then i'd regroup and uh and then, so I did it for like a year and a half. He did it for a, about three months, and he, his p profile was not public. And I had made a decision because I'm kind of— How did of, you find it? I didn't hit on him. He hit on me. Oh, okay. Because I had made a decision when I went on to the—because I had always tried to, to hit on guys, and I wasn't good at it. Yeah. I was terrifying, I assume, because uh, guys were not receptive. So when I went online, I decided I would uh, I would never initiate contact. Okay. I was like, if a guy liked what he saw, then he shouldn't. And I remember this is in 2001 or 2000. Uh -huh. So the only digital picture of myself I had was my headshot. <laughs> so I had to put my headshot up with a disclaimer of this I look something like this uh -huh. professionals were involved and so people would show up and guys would show up and they'd be disappointed and I was like well they're like why isn't your name under your <laughs> what kind of font why, why aren't you walking around with that Helvetica <laughs> and <laughs> so why aren't you backlit and uh, right and um yeah. So, but he, he was, I was the second woman that he was dating. So he hits on you and you can't, even if he hits on you, you can't look at his profile? No, no, I could look at his profile, but, but I don't initiate contact. Right. So if, uh, like, I would, I went out with probably 20, uh -huh. 20 different dudes in two years. Yeah. And um, they would c contact me. I'd go and look at their profile. And if any of them ever said, I'm a young 50, 
uh, I would not respond right. uh, because that's painful. Please do not ever. I know you're probably a perfectly nice man. Don't even do it. Don't do what? Just be a young 50. Okay. Please don't ever say that you're right. a young 50. It almost makes you sound old. Doing uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And, uh, and I think I was 33 at the time. So um, the but it was so then if I liked him back, I would talk to him chat and then we would meet for coffee or in some cases it would be like um but my husband he was like do you i don't drink coffee do you like breakfast and so we met for breakfast eatings that's a risky thing it was risky it's longer right it's longer and also like how do they eat do they eat politely right and uh and other other guys had been like let's go out to dinner because i want to get drunk during dinner and uh we did that and those didn't work out but you know you got it and then like there was one guy who said i don't like coffee but i like to drink a lot do you want to go just out for drinks and i said i don't drink but i like to drink coffee a lot do you want to go uh -huh. out for coffee and so i was like i don't think it's gonna work and then he was a sitcom writer, and he used to do stand-up. And so, oh, do I know him? I don't even remember him, though, okay. so you don't know. Uh, it's a weird thing to like. Do you want coffee? No, but I like to drink a lot. Okay, how about <laughs> right. I don't drink coffee. Want to meet for a drink? Or right. a place that has coffee and drinks. Right. Which so that exists. We went out to, exactly. We went out to dinner, and I get to the bar, and he was like, "This is my second one." He had been there already for like a half an hour and had two drinks, and I was like, "Dude, I don't think this is gonna work." And uh, and it did not. It turns out, but because you know he probably had, he had whatever he had before he met you, then whatever he had with you. Then you know once you say goodbye to him, there's gonna be another three drinks. In right. Right. He had an after dinner drink. He was like, "Don't you like an aperitif?" And I said, "Ugh, that sounds like a dessert wine. Right, that's a, I don't want any part of." Don't you like an, another drink? Is what you're saying? <laughs> that's what you're saying. You wanna, Are you saying the buzz is don't wearing off? Don't you like off? to continue yeah. drinking? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's an aperitif. That's, I'm sophisticated. I'm not a drunk. I'm sophisticated. Yeah, I feel your... I just called that dude out. I oh. hope, he, hope he doesn't recognize himself. In I, I can't imagine. Um, yeah. Now, don't you kind of want to be at that board game convention? I've been one time. Oh, really? Yeah, I tried to get Ruthann to book me at Crackers that, that week. Uh -huh. But um, she did once, and then the club moved, and so it hasn't happened again. But um, so, but I had a, I had a good time. I, cons are great. Like I, you know, I have the Dork Forest, so I do live, live, do, live podcasts at different like science fiction conventions and and uh, comic book conventions and yeah. stuff. But sometimes they're too big. Like the Gen Con is eighty thousand people, which is I like a nice seven, five to seven thousand. Eighty thousand board game people. Yeah. So that's just that's just the people who are willing to fly to Indianapolis uh -huh. for board games. That's uh -huh. how many people are into board games. Yeah. Like, I'd never even heard of I mean, it makes sense that it exists. But. Right, and it started in Wisconsin, in Lake Geneva. That's why it's called Gen Con, for some reason. So, so they just talk about board games? They and... play board games. It is, you know, have you ever been to Comic-Con? No, I've never been invited. To any of the things? Never once. Okay, well, Comic-Con is mostly panels. Uh -huh. Like, you go, you stand in line, you see famous people, or you see people, experts, and right. they talk about toys and games and comic books and whatever. And then there's a what they call a dealer room, which is just a big store, where you can go buy toys and games and comic books and whatever. And... Um, but it's it, and then people get to dress up in their costumes and do cosplay and stuff like that. But it's not the greatest thing about Gen Con. I will say this is that more people are doing stuff. They're meeting other people. Right. Like it's a social event because they sit down with strangers and play board games. Is it just? I mean, is it like Monopoly? Is it no, no? Or is there's it like this, some there's sort an of amazing kind of or just there's amazing obscure? indie 
the game industry is I've never played so many games in my life since I've got with Andy and there's amazing games out there my favorite current my current new favorite game is yeah. a is a there's a a toy store in New York that I got it at um let's plug them 84th and Amsterdam okay west side kids anyway gotcha. so it's called bring your own book and it's an introverted party game <laughs> where like if we were at your house I had the game Four or five people or ten people or whatever. It's like um, Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples. Okay. Where there's one card. I don't know either of those. You don't know either of those? No. Essentially, people wander around your apartment, if we're here, and find books. Everyone gets a book that they're that they're interested in. A classic, a self-help yeah. book, porn, whatever you got sitting around. And then we all sit down. And then you pick a card off the stack. and the And the card says something like, what does James Bond's secret tattoo say? And that's in the middle. Everyone looks in their book and tries to find uh, something funny in that book or something interesting in that book that might match that card in the middle. Oh, wow. That's what Apples to Apples is in Cards Against Humanity. They look in their hand, but in this case, you're looking in a book. And then everybody reads it, and then one person gets to pick. That was the funniest. That was the most apropos. And then oh. that person wins that middle card, and then it just goes around the circle. Everyone getting to... It's great for comics because everybody gets two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that, is that the game you like? or the... Currently, that that is my new favorite game. But I like Pandemic. I like a cooperative game. Anyway, it's, <laughs> You're I, a peaceful I know, person. You I'm want... a peaceful person. I want to... Yeah. I would... I mean, just... You described that to me and I did... I kind of listened, but I did <laughs> You that. check out a little I bit? I did check out a little Lori bit. Lori Kilmartin will do that to me on a regular basis. Really? Yeah. She's Weird. like... I'm going to go get my car. You, What's your podcast like? With with Kilmartin? Yeah, it's she's a, great. I like Lori. She is great. And uh, I didn't know her very well, but in December she asked me if I wanted to do a podcast on The Nerdist. Uh-huh. Well, we didn't know it was going to be on The Nerdist. We asked Nerdist if they wanted it. But she said, do you want to do a podcast where we answer that stupid question they ask women comics every time they interview them? What's it like Oh, being a woman comic? And I laughed and laughed. And I said, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll sit around with you for an hour and talk about... And so what we do is we sit around and talk about comedy for an hour. Oh, I thought it was about... The Dork Forest is about... No, the... no. The Dork Forest is Dork on Dork Dialogue. Okay. It's where I... That's my podcast okay. where I interview... Oh, you have two podcasts. I have a new podcast with Lori Kilmartin on Nerdist. Okay. The Dork Forest is on all things comedy. Okay. All so right. I didn't know that you were doing double duty. Oh, it's it, it's almost exhausting. What's the one with Lori called? It's called The Jackie and Lori Show. Okay. And it's it's literally... Just two middle-aged white ladies talking about comedy because she's been doing comedy since the '80s. Yeah, and she and you have guests. Okay. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Every week we just talked to each other about the sets that we did. Oh, that's cool. The road that we've done. She said something interesting on my podcast. She goes, "L.A. because you don't get on as much." It's, mm-hmm. She goes, "She described it as maintenance comedy. Just yeah. keeping like the wheels greased." Mm-hmm. So you always know how to do comedy. You know, we were just recorded. We recorded yesterday's episode here uh-huh. um, on Sunday, and she is. And I'm going to tell her because we're doing next week's episode tomorrow, and she's still here. Um, she comes here every six weeks or every yeah. month, two months, and she's just so much happier here. Yeah, she just she gets to she likes doing stand up. I think more in New York, and she's just kind of just more relaxed. And you're like, okay. Uh And I like L.A. better. Really? Yeah. Like Um, the city or the comedy scene? The city. The comedy scene, I like them both equally. Because quite honestly, comedy is comedy to me. Yeah. And 
each audience is so different from any other audience. It's fine. Like I did hot soup a month ago, which is a lot of comedy fans. They're the young comedy fans of tomorrow. Uh-huh. And uh, they looked at me the same way. Sometimes I get looked at at a UCB or meltdown where they're like, Oh, you're not famous enough. I was, oh, really? yeah, you I was, get that I was waiting some, not was well, more UCB than meltdown, but I've had it at meltdown where it's a, like a hipstery kind of vibe where you get the feeling like we need someone to approve of this person before. Is that what you're talking about? Right. Right. It was like, cause Roy Wood jr. Was right after me uh-huh. and they were very excited about him yeah. and they wanted, they were like, you aren't Sarah Silk. We were told we paid and- $5. <laughs> Exactly. It just, it always makes me want to say, yeah, but you know how they book those people? They also booked me, which means that they believe that I might have a joke. So do you think, does it stop you from doing well or... Or do you just feel a little resistance? Nothing stops me from, what are you, insane? (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, The, uh, I feel the resistance sometimes and I, but I don't, like I know some people snap and they're like, you guys are such fucking hipsters or, I mean, I've seen that, right? Have you ever seen that? Where people just kind of snap at the crowd and they're or just Or they'll like, say, oh, it's an alternative room or something. And just, yeah, they get all grumpy, Magoo, yeah, yeah. and you're just like... I, I just plot, You know, if it doesn't work, I think... I can get, I get irritated, but I just do my time and I get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my... You know, I don't... I do Meltdown probably once a year. The the fancy, the sort of the cool... The coolest club yeah. thing in L.A. Yeah. And the last time... Nope, two times ago, I'm sitting there with Michael Palasek. We're both booked. It's an exciting time to be booked because so many people want to do it. Yeah, it is a good room. It's a great room. Yeah. And, and Emily's, you know, she's yeah. got to get people in. Well, in walk Judd Apatow, Hannibal Burris, John Mulaney, and Jeff Garland looking for work insets. Four of them. All four of them. They don't Together? Nope. Oh, so that's Separately. just coincidence. Just coincidence. And Michael Palasek, of course, turns to me and goes, why are we here? We are unneeded. And I was like, I know. I'm hoping we don't get bumped. And we don't. But, um... But Judd Apatow, he gets there first, so he and he's like, "Can I get a work in?" And Emily's like, "Yeah, you can go up next." I've never heard it called a work in. Yeah, uh, what do you guys guest call spot? it? Guest spot. Guest spot. Yeah, just a guest spot, and but a guest spot that's unbooked. Yeah, like can so. I just jump can you? On? Yeah, can you just work me in? Yeah, it yeah. just yeah, yeah, just jump on. And um, so the other three show up, and they all want to go next. And Emily says, "Well, Jackie's next, uh, if she says it's okay." Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and uh, so I turn to the three of them, and I'm like. Well, if if you're all gonna stick to your time, you could all go next, and I'm willing. I got I got some time to hang out. Yeah. But if any of you are thinking of running the light, let me go up first and get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. And um. And they were they just you know laughed and and Jeff was the only one who said, hey, I think you know I got kids. I just I, I just got to get home, and I was like, it's nine thirty on a Wednesday. Your right. nanny's already put them to oh, bed, okay. Jeff. And uh, and so I said, yes, I'm barren. Yes, you should definitely get up before me but they all went up and they all did their time and it was fun and then but i had to follow the four of them and then i get up and i was like show's gonna get a lot less famous for a second you guys it's all gonna work out though and uh and it was weird because it would followed the week where i where i did a tom papa show at largo Mm -hmm. where i had to follow dana gould and matt damon yeah and i was like hey guys show's gonna get a whole lot less famous but they were super like it's the only that's the only way that i've ever addressed it nothing against matt damon but i'm guessing he's not hard to follow well he's (laughs) on a comedy stage on a comedy stage he was doing a sketch so he didn't even have to he wasn't doing i'm sure he's a nice guy but he was you know what i mean i wait i totally know what you mean here's here's what happened when i met him this is how i met matt damon uh you're really funny he said to me and i said this is neat 
<laughs> not great. Not great That's either. Right. I'm and sure he, he was sure he's heard worse. <laughs> well, that, I mean, at least it wasn't, and I've hired the caterers. And, right, I didn't oh, hit on them or right, anything. Right, right. right, I mean, I was just like, it was just a it's awkward. I think it's easy to follow famous people. Yeah? Like at the Comedy Cellar, it, I'd... The I'd, more famous, the, the better? It's fun, because if you, I mean, if you address it on any level... Yeah. And they're they're in a great mood. You know, yeah. If you're going after Chris you Rock... You just got to see Chris Rock. They're not going to sit there, well, you're not Chris Rock. They're yeah. just still smiling about that. And then if you just say anything about... Right. Like, hey, just acknowledge fame it. Fame keeps on coming or something <laughs> along those lines or whatever yes. I've said in the past. Which is which is the way to go, I think. Instead of getting irritated if, if right. they're like, you're not famous enough, I like to just go... Well, that was exciting. Now I'm going to tell you some jokes. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's different because I'm famous, too. But... Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting you're Todd Berry. <laughs> I forgot. You guys. I forget I'm famous, too. Daily. But, uh... You never forget you're rich, though. Oh, this okay. looks like a very nice Ikea table. It is. It's exactly what it is. It's sweet, sweet. I need an interior decorator. Are you into that shit? I need a team to pour me into a rock tumbler. Do you live in an apartment or a house? We have a house. We have a tiny, it looks exactly like the house on the Monopoly board. Uh-huh. It's a big lot, tiny house, Van Nuys. I don't know anything about Van Nuys. Van Nuys is, uh, it's very blue collar. You don't have to dress up to go to the grocery store. It's pretty sweet. And uh, in Los Angeles, it's in the Valley. And uh, walkable grocery store. Uh, the the greatest chicken, uh, Papa K. Rico, greatest chicken restaurant oh in the God, world. I want chicken Oh, me too. Me too. Um, is there a good place around here? There is actually, but I'll tell it to you off camera. Off camera. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go do sets now. Yeah. Yeah. Over well, in Brooklyn. Le- I'm gonna. We're wrapping up anyway. I think so. That's so a nice. Why don't I let you go to your sets? Is there anything you want to plug? JackieCation.com. JackieCation.com and Jackie at JackieCation on all the social Twitter, things. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to follow me on Snapchat? That's where I'm hiding. And uh, what's it on Snapchat? Well, Snapchat they just have really great great face things. Like two days ago, they put uh, a scarf and glasses and a scar on my head, like Harry Potter. They did that. Yeah. They 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 map out your face and then they can put let me turn you into a bumblebee oh or an alien. What's your Snapchat name? Just at JackieCation. Okay. Yeah, it's all that. Cool. Well, Come and can... see me do comedy if you yeah, want. Yeah, listen see to a podcast. Jackie's great. Thank you, Super Todd. smart, different, interesting, and really high quality. A good egg all around, but, folks. Not a really good person, but <laughs> it, it's, it doesn't matter for the show. You just watch the show. It doesn't. You're just, well, it's just a head 45. No, she's great You're not hanging out Thanks for being here, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. I'll see you next time. Feral Audio. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.